Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hand. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work Rim Zone. I hope you're never the same. In our never-ending I Work Rim desire to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways that will challenge the way you think about your faith and work today. We're talking about restaurant franchising in faith. Running a restaurant in faith with my nephew, Brandon Pratt, calling in from Iowa. Iowa? People live in Iowa in the wintertime? Brandon Pratt, welcome to the I Work Rim Zone. Hey, good to be here. Super excited to be part of the show today. You know, I'm just excited to have you on because we've shared a lot of journeys in this faith and work, really, in in our faith and work walk, because we were there doing this together, learning this together from Oz Hillman. And it's it's unbelievable that I'm on the radio today with with a show about it when you and I started learning about this all at the same time. And I'm excited for people to hear that. But I wanted to read this Bible verse first before we got started. Colossians 3.17 says, And whatever you do, Whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of our Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And it's whatever we do. You run restaurants today. In fact, you've got two restaurants. You're getting ready to build your third restaurant. And we've had lots of people from lots of professions, but we've only had a couple of people from restaurants, but never anybody who's franchised. And it's a a whole different world. And it's because you're part of an organization that really, really pushes incorporating your faith in the workplace. I'm excited to hear about that today. Yeah, absolutely. And I tell you what, this was not scripted, um, but you just read Colossians, I think, 317 on the back of my business card. 
is Colossians 3.23, which it says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for men. So you just touched something that's very important to me, and obviously that knows that we know that God's uh, in this conversation today. All right, so before we get started, what I do with every one of my guests, Brandon, is I'd love for them just to share, hey, how's Jesus Christ making an impact on your life today? And that's, that's what I want. So share that. How's Christ making an impact today? Well, absolutely. Uh, fortunately, I was raised in a Christian home, so I've known Christ from a young age. But as most people do, they go to college, they kind of get out of the house, and, and they stray a little bit. And uh, God has really called me back and, and brought me back, especially which we're going to talk about today in the work world. Um, you know, the biggest thing that, that I have going on for me today is that I'm not, I'm not only able to share Christ with my family, but I, ha- I now have a couple hundred employees that get to see it day in, day out. You know, there's tough days. We're going to talk about those, and there's great days. We're going to talk about those. But the bottom line is, is Christ is making a difference in my life today because I'm able to share him with my coworkers and my employees. That's fantastic. All right, so let's just talk a little bit about your business background because it's kind of varied. I, I mean, you started off as a realtor, and you still got your real. Do you still have your real estate license? I do. Yep, still licensed uh, in the state of Iowa. Okay, so talk about talk about that background, the business background, and how God got you to be running restaurants today. Yeah, and I tell you what, this is probably the longest story I'm going to have. So for everyone listening, I'm not usually this long winded, but this is the this is the story. This is my story. So. Um, playing college sports, got injured. My father came to me my sophomore year of college and said, hey, you know, I know you're battling an injury. What do you think about coming into the, the family business, coming into the real estate world? It was not something I was really interested in doing, but uh, he persuaded me and ended up getting my real estate license. I was 18 years old, so uh, just about as young as you could possibly get your real estate license. I was in the state of Iowa. Started out in uh, Iowa City, and we developed property all throughout eastern Iowa. So, um, I won't, I won't name all the small towns we were in, but we were in four or five medium to small town, towns uh, throughout eastern Iowa. Did a lot of traveling, belonged to five different MLS board realtors, um, and really for an 18-year-old, and, and did that until I was probably 23 full-time in Iowa, uh, was pretty successful. Um, now, we're, we're going to get into the story a little bit later, but um, I think that was probably as exciting as it was to be successful at a young age. It was also a little bit of my downfall. Um, I, I had a little bit of a false idol and, and worship money a little bit more than I probably should have. And, and I'll, we'll talk about that, about that in a little bit, but, uh, from 18 to 23 was in real estate full time. Uh, had a, a good, good friend of mine who, who came to me and said, Hey, what do you think about getting in the restaurant industry? Absolutely wanted nothing to do with it at the time. Um, thought about it, wasn't interested, thought about it came back to me and we said, hey, you know what, all right, I'm interested. Let's talk about it. It's always good to diversify. Uh, I, I know you guys have spoken about diversification before, and, and that is something that's important. And I said, let's look at it. And originally, my thought was, you know what, um, let's do a sports bar. Everybody loves sports. Everybody loves good food. I thought, you know what, this would be a great place for me to be able to show off my business. Again, I'm worshiping a little bit of a false idol at the time. I thought it would be a great place to kind of brag to my friends and my clients. So we looked into it. Um, didn't happen, and, th- and this is really where my God story kind of begins in the business world, because I didn't realize it at the time, but uh, he was obviously steering me away from that. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but he had a different plan and a different direction. And uh, we, we had a couple of opportunities that came up, and they fell through, and they fell through for weird reasons, and again, I believe it was God's hand that was involved. And we ended up settling uh, on a pizza place, and uh, my business partner's name's Matt Swift. He came to me, and he said, what do you think about owning a pizza ranch? 
And I said, boy, I have no idea what Pizza Ranch is. I can't really take my high-profile real estate clients to a pizza place. That doesn't sound right. And uh, he said, well, you know what? It's a growing company. I think you ought to take a look at it. Long story short, he well, told and let's me just on- let's just step back there for a minute because everybody in the Florida area has no idea what Pizza Ranch is, and it's not, and so they're all of a sudden they're getting images of Pizza Hut, and, and it's not. So, we'll just describe Pizza Ranch just a little bit. I appreciate that. So, uh, Pizza Ranch started in Hole, Iowa, which is a very small town in Northwest Iowa in 1981. Um, was started by the uh, gentleman by the name of Adri Grunwig, and Adri, uh, he started it actually when he was 18 years old. And he is still the founder and chief owner of the company today. So he started it. Um, it was a one-shop thing. They went to two stores. They went to three stores. Pretty soon they franchised, and it's a buffet business. Um, we do carry-out. We do delivery. We do an all-you-can-eat pizza buffet. Uh, we also have a hot bar that has uh, roasted chicken, which, as a side note, is the best item hands down we have in our entire restaurant it's absolutely phenomenal people tell us all the time we should be called the chicken ranch and not the pizza ranch <laughs> but we uh roasted chicken um mashed potatoes gravies all the fixing stuff stuffing um biscuits etc and then we have a uh, a huge salad bar depending on the pizza ranch you're in we have a couple different soups a dessert area and then obviously uh we serve coca-cola as our as our drink of choice and um and, and it's all for one price. Now, you can order off the menu, just get a pizza, just get a two-piece chicken dinner. We do do carry-out. We do do delivery. But about 80 to 85% of our business, depending on your market, um, is just buffet. Now, the cool thing about this is it's a Christian-based company. Um, so uh, it, it, the focus always wasn't on Christ, um, and that's a different story, and I don't know all the details, but what I will tell you is that at some point in time, we had a little bit of turmoil in, inside of Pizza Ranch. And there were two guys that, uh, Adrian was the founder, but I, and I don't know the details, but I believe he was financially backed by another gentleman, and they had a splitting up, and it got a little ugly for a while. Uh, and the, the rumor is is that, you know, and, and, and I know that there's different views on this, but this is what happened. Adrian kind of went away and, and, and spent a little time by himself, and he, he came to the realization that this isn't his company, this is Christ's company, this is God's company. And so he basically had some alone time, and he said, I'm going to rewrite the mission statement, I'm going to rewrite the vision statement, and I'm going to dedicate this company to God and glorifying Him. Uh, and when he did that, there was a shift inside of Pizza Ranch, and they went from kind of a more mom-and-pop, single-off franchise owner to uh, exploding, and we're now in 13 states. We have 192 or 93 stores that are open. Um, and they're growing. I think they're no, number 18 on the pizza franchise list that was just published here recently. So we're getting some serious uh, recognition. And, yeah, so that's that's pretty much Pizza Ranch. You know, what's what's cool about that story is that, you know, God kind of backdoored you on the deal. You know, it wasn't something that you were really thinking about, but he used that to get your attention. But then the funny part of it is, is where our story intersects. I mean, obviously, you've been my nephew almost all of your life. You know, I married into your family, but for 30 years, I've been your uncle. And and what's cool is that God drug you down to Florida for a few years. Yeah, and, we had the, and we had the opportunity to work together on a big project that ended up teaching a whole bunch of people about how to incorporate God in the workplace. And, 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 I, and so that's my question for you is, at what point in time did you put that to make that connection between God's work and your work in your business? How did you make that connection? 
You know, it, uh, going back to the story, so after we, we put the Pizza Ranch in, it was 2006 is when I became a silent partner in the first Pizza Ranch. And I moved to Florida, fast forward a little bit. We were doing our thing in Florida, and obviously, um, you know, there were some things that we were all taught some lessons down there. But the, the, the bottom line is that was God working in me. He took me to work for a big company. You and I had the privilege of, of, of working with a lot of people both around us and underneath us. And he really honed my skills. He said, hey, you're, you're not going to be a, a 25-year-old that's just going to have a, a partnership of a pizza place back in Iowa. He said, I'm going to take you to Florida against my wife's will at the time, and we're gonna, I'm going to teach you the tools that you need. And obviously, and for those of you listening, I call him uncle. So it's Jim Brangenberg to you guys, so I'm going to probably call him uncle. But uh, when we were down in Florida and I was working with my uncle, he, he honed in on my skills both my uncle and my father, who was a big role, and some other people that we worked with down there. And they, they really taught me about business and, and said, hey, you're going to be a 25-year-old, but we're going to give you 15 years of experience in, in, a, in a short couple of years. And that's really what happened. Um, things went south. You know, we decided to move on. And uh, this is getting back into my story a little bit. My wife and I took a year off after many, you know, two or three pretty hard years of going through the Florida economy. And we really got involved with our church. We really got involved with God and small groups and really focused on our marriage. We had a great marriage before, but we had even a more incredible marriage after this. And that was when he started opening the doors and he said, you know what, I'm going to kind of reveal my plan. He said, I, I, I started looking at other franchises. I wanted to stay in Florida. We had a great church life. We had great relationships down there. I have family down there. And uh, we started looking at other franchises and things started falling through one way or another. Things didn't happen. And, and, uh, I, I came back for a summer convention with Pizza Ranch, and here I am. I own a third of this business, but I have, honestly knew very, very little about the company. I'm on fire with Christ down in Florida, and I come back to Iowa for our summer meeting, and we get together. And, you know, there, there's companies out there that may say they're a Christian-based company, or, or they may have good morals. And sometimes it's a show. Sometimes it's for real. Chick-fil-A is one of the best that's out there. They're, they're a great example of that. But I got, I got to the summer meeting and sat down with Adri and some of the other owners, and they had an optional prayer breakfast to start the summer meeting off, and you could just feel God's presence in the room. I mean, it, it was almost I, almost to the point that I had almost put tears in my eyes because this was a company that truly was working for God. And I, I remember after that, I called my wife and I said, I'm so excited. I said, we're not looking at any of these other brands. We're not looking at any other franchises. I feel like Pizza Ranch is my home, and I feel like, God took me to Florida to groom my skills, and I don't know if it's just to have one pizza ranch or two pizza ranches or a hundred pizza ranches, but I feel like there's something bigger going on here, and that's when I first started to know that, hey, this, this is where I'm going to end up. Mm. As you look at bi- biblical principles that you've learned to apply towards your business, as, as you have grown in Christ and grown as a franchise owner, what, what's one of your favorite biblical principles that you've been able to apply on a daily basis to business? You know, uh, one of the things that I pray for daily is for wisdom. I pray for the wisdom wisdom of Solomon. And um, there is a lot of difficult things that go on in the restaurant industry. There really is. And I have to make choices on a daily basis, and they're not always, they're not always good. They're not always fun. They're, they're definitely hard. And um, so every day I pray for the wisdom of Solomon because I, there's so many things that I do on a daily basis that not only affect my life, but affect all my employees' lives. I just want to make sure I'm making those right decisions. Hmm. Well, so what was one of those hardest, what's one of those hard decisions that you've had to learn? Um, being able to let somebody go or fire somebody, but do it with grace. Uh, that's, 
that that's probably one of, if not the hardest things that we have to do in our industry. People make mistakes. Um, and, you know, you, you, you coach them, you teach them, you mentor them, you, you try to pick them up, you try to lift them up. But, uh, unfortunately, they continue to keep making the same mistakes. And when it comes down to it, we are running a business, the Christian business, but we are running a business. And, you know, when people do something that there's there's no coming back from and you have to fire them, that, that's difficult. That's, that's as hard as it gets. Yeah, it especially, is. I would say especially because, you know, I try to build relationships with my employees. So I know where their, their background, I know their families, and, and it can be difficult. It's tough. It's tough letting people go, but understanding that most of the time when you let somebody go, they're going to be better off down the road. If it was just not a good fit, it's always better to let them move on instead of be miserable, or both people be miserable. But it's still tough. It's tough. I mean, what do you, I mean? How? Well, you've got managers underneath you at both your locations, right? I do. So I'm the franchisee. Uh, we opened up a second location in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. It's been very successful. I'm very proud of that store, and I opened it up as the general manager. But my goal from day one was not to come back to Iowa, move my family back to the Midwest, and just do one more store. So um, after I got my staff trained the way that I wanted them to, we put a full management team in place uh, in both of my locations. So in Iowa City and in Cedar Rapids, I've got a full management team. I manage the books, the accounting, but they handle the day-to-day operations, and I really focus on directing and driving the future of my business. That's fun. When we come back from our break, Brandon, I really want to get into you know, exactly how Pizza Ranch encourages you to incorporate your faith in your day-to-day business and how, what kind of tools they're giving you to equip you, that kind of thing. That's really, where, <laughs> that's really where I want to focus it. All right, we're talking about how Jesus Christ is making an impact in your life, Brandon, through franchising and how franchising restaurants allows you to be a missionary in that restaurant world. But before we do, I want to get to our book highlight segment. You'll like this one. It's time for our book highlight segment brought to you by Karis Christian Books and Gifts. Karis Christian Books and Gifts have been part of the Largo community for almost 30 years located in the center of First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks on Ulmerton Road in Largo their 2400 square foot store it's open to the public 7 days a week check them out online at shopcaris.com that's shop C-H-A-R-I-S dot com be the first person to call into the studio line today at 855-265-2929 855-265-2929 and I'll send you a copy of the book that I highlight compliments of my wife Martha and Karis Christian Books and Gifts hey our book today is Upside of Adversity by Oz Hillman Brandon and I ever make you read that book you, you know what? You've told me about it. I haven't had the opportunity to read it yet. Oh, for crying out loud. I probably told you like eight years ago when you were in the midst of adversity. That's why you're supposed to read it. Well, I know your dad read the book. It's a great book. But l- let's just give a short explanation because this is a book Oz Hillman really made a huge impact on both Brandon's life, my life, uh, and all the managers that decided they wanted to be Christ followers in the company that we used to work at together. And, and The Upside of Adversity was a book written by Oz about his testimony. So Oz identifies seven reasons people experience adversity in the three stages of response, including practical ways to cope when circumstances veer out of control. You'll see why some people become victims, why other people become victors. Then you'll discover hope and inspiration in the stories of others who have survived difficult experiences and rose to positions of influence. It's your story, Brandon James. It is your story, my story, your dad's story. It's unbelievable. Hey, call into the studio line listeners. If you'd like to get a copy of this book, 855-265-2929, 855-265-2929. And remember, you need to read this book. Don't wait for the movie. Read
All right, we're back live and in studio. We got Brandon Pratt right up there in Coralville, Iowa, talking about how Jesus Christ is using him as a franchise owner each and every day at Pizza Ranch. So, Brandon, tell me, and we're just going to have a few minutes, and we'll hit the back up at the, after the bottom of the half hour. But tell me how Pizza Ranch encourages you in incorporating your faith into your day to day operations as a Pizza Ranch franchisee. Absolutely. Well, the first thing is, is our vision statement. Um, our vision statement, even though we're a pizza place, has nothing to do with selling pizza, which, again, is a huge testament to Pizza Ranch. It is the, Our vision statement goes like this, to glorify God by positively impacting the world. That's it. It's simple. It's small. It focuses on God and nothing else. And our vision statement's everywhere. It's on our menus. It's uh, hanging in, inside of our, uh, down our hallway when you walk into our, uh, where you, you check in when you come to Pizza Ranch. It's all over our website. So uh, we, we do our best to try to live out our vision statement. Now, isn't it true that when you were building that Cedar Rapids store, uh, you actually did something very special in dedicating that building? We did. Um, yeah, it's something that uh, I can't take the credit for. It. Um, I think my wife came up with the idea, but we actually covered the uh, the walls all throughout construction with scripture verses. Um we went in while they before the flooring was down, and we wrote scriptures on the floor. We went in before the drywall was up, and we wrote scriptures on the studs and um, uh, and on the backside of uh, where our oven is. And um, yeah, so pretty cool. You know, I hope that I have that building for a long time. I hope Pizza Ranch is there for a long time. I know that it's going to always be blessed with scripture, but um, you know, someday it's probably going to need need to be remodeled. And yeah. I hope I'm around when uh, when people are tearing that down. And it'd be cool. So, Brandon, we were talking right before the break about how you dedicated your Cedar Rapids store, and you wrote scripture verses all over it, on the floor. I know there was a picture on the internet of a verse that you had on the cement, but you wrote it on the walls, you wrote it on the, the two-by-fours. Why did you do that? You know, it's, it's really not my business. Um, that's what it comes down to. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go back and finish up the story I started earlier. When we were down in Florida and we made the decision, uh, my wife and I made the decision to come back to Iowa, um, I, I kept having roadblocks put in the way. And we kept finding a piece of property and it would fall through. And this was in the Cedar Apple market. We kept finding a piece of property that would fall through, on and on and on. And I'm driving down Interstate 4 on my way to Tampa. And I told my wife, and we've been praying about it, um, but I told my wife, I said, we need to pray right now. I said, I... I just feel like I need God's word. I need his wisdom. I need him to come down right now. And I know I'm not going to hear his audible voice, but I need him to tell me, you need to move to Iowa and have faith that I'm going to take care of you. And so we started praying as we're driving down busy Interstate 4. Now, obviously, I kept my eyes open. uh, (laughs) I've seen the people drive down the road with with their eyes closed. That's got to explain why they drive that way. And I just said, God, I know I'm not going to hear your audible voice, but I absolutely need a sign from you that I am supposed to go back to Iowa. I said, I need, I need, I need this faith. And uh, I said, Amen. And after I said, Amen, not 20 seconds later, I get an email on my phone. And in these days, in the old days, a little different now, but in the older days, when somebody would go into a restaurant and they wanted to let them know how their service was, they would go in and they would fill out a, uh, a, co- a comment card. And they would write down the information. They would send the actually mail the comic corporate. Corporate would then take the card, scan it in, and email it to me. Sometimes it would sit on their desk for a couple of days, sometimes a week. Well, anyways, I say amen. Look at my phone. My phone dings. I look down. I check the email, and it's a comment card from my Iowa City. And it says, we need a pizza ranch in Cedar Rapids. I love your roasted chicken. And I went, holy cow. I looked at my wife. I started getting emotional, and I said, God's hand is in this. And from here on out, 
this is not my business, this is God's business. And bringing it full circle, we felt like that was a great way to honor God. It was a great way to let the workers, um, I'm sure who some probably were not believers, the workers that were working on my building, that, you know what, I'm not afraid to put that out there, that this is Christ's business, this is Christ's building, and he's going to bless it, and he has blessed it. You know, last year, uh, you had uh, you had some real challenges. You hired a local manager at one of your stores. I believe it was at your Cedar Rapids store. And right after he finished his training, two weeks of training, came back and died. Young guy, yeah. had left 10 children and a wife behind. And that presented a very – this guy hadn't even had the opportunity to, to get all enrolled for you know all the normal stuff you would get enrolled with in a corporation. You – how did you handle that situation as a Christ follower? Because that was a challenging situation. Yeah, that that's to this day that you know we've been through a lot of up and downs, but to this day that was absolutely the toughest thing I've ever dealt with as a business owner. Um, yeah, so uh, Adam Robinson was his name. We hired Adam from a, another restaurant group, and uh, he came to work for me. Did six weeks, actually six weeks of corporate training. And um, the reason I bring that up, I'm going to point this out in a minute, but he was gone from his family for six weeks. He came back twice on the weekend, and uh, he was six hours away, went through all the corporate training, fell in love with Pete Ranch. Obviously, I fell in love with him and eventually fell in love with his family, but uh, went, went through the six weeks training at Pete Ranch and then came back into the store. And I think, and I might be wrong here, but I think he was only in the store six actual business days before he passed away. Um and uh, he had a uh, uh, basically an aneurysm is what, what took his life. And it was out of nowhere. It was completely unexpected. He had no prior conditions. And, uh, man, that was tough. Holy cow, that was tough. But the reason I tell you he was actually there gone six weeks and not in correct you instead of two weeks is because when this all got said and done, we'll talk about some of the things that happened in the meantime. His wife came to me and said, those six weeks where he was away, I believe, was God preparing me for what's ahead of me what's ahead without adam he said you know i had six weeks where i had to take care of the kids by myself i had to get them to school by myself i had to help them with combing their hair and doing their homework and she said that i believe that that was god preparing me for what my life's going to be like from here on out and you know you just hear that and it it breaks my heart even saying it again but um absolutely the hardest thing i've ever had to deal with how did you deal with it, though? I mean, you had to, you know, that the next morning, the morning after, I remember praying with you on your way to the meeting where you were going to have all your employees come in so you could talk to them about it. How did you handle it? Yeah, so obviously, you know, death affects people in different ways. Um, you know, some people get strong from it, and some people rekindle their faith in Christ. Some people fall into depression, and, and I just wanted to make sure that none of my employees had the latter, and... uh I got them all in a room, and uh, not all of them could make it. Obviously, it was very short notice, but got a good chunk of them in the room, and I just said, guys, you know, I don't have all the answers. You know, I don't know why God called Adam home, um, but he did. And, you know, we can't question his plan. But what I can tell you is, is the six, seven weeks that Adam's been in my life, how he's affected me, and, um, and, and how he's affected each and every one of you guys. And I'm proud, and I'm happy that he was in my life. But I said... He was only in my life for a few weeks, and it's, it's a great reminder for all of you that we're not promised tomorrow. We're not even promised this afternoon or this evening. You know, we're, we're promised this minute right now, and after that, it can all go in the blink of an eye. And it gave me an opportunity, and they all know where I stand. Where I, stand. I tell all of my employees I'm an unapologetic follower of Christ. That's how I run my business. I'm not going to push it down your throats, but it's going to be in front of you. 
And I just told them all, I said, here's your opportunity, guys. You don't know what tomorrow brings. I said, and it could ha- happen to Adam, it could happen to you. So here's an, here's an opportunity for you to ask Christ into your hearts right now. And I promise you, if it does happen tomorrow, you're going to be in a better place. And uh, I don't know how many prayed with me. We, I led them in prayer, and, you know, it was tough. I, I was pretty choked up through words, you know, trying to get through it. But, um, you know, I, I believe it hopefully made a big difference in some people's lives. Mm. Oh, I'll guarantee it made it. <laughs> I guarantee it before that time, they probably never had a boss pray with them or pray for them. And they they may never, except for you, ever have that opportunity again. I mean, it's quite a privilege, quite a privilege. Talk. Yep. Talk to me about how you're, you know, you've got the backing of a franchise company that says, okay, it's great. We want you to have Christ as the center of your business. But it's, a, it's one thing to have the encouragement of the franchising organization. It's another thing to actually do it. Talk to me about the day-to-day and how you're using your faith to impact your day-to-day decisions, whether it comes to money or organizational things or operationally speaking. How does it impact your decisions? Well, one of the coolest things about operationally about Pizza Ranch is we do something called Community Impact Nights. And uh, it depends on what, what location you're in. In my Cedar Rapids store and my Iowa City store, we do them on Mondays and Wednesday nights. And we open it up to any organization. And they can actually come in. Um, because a big part of our beliefs and mission statement is to get into the community, to help the people that need help. And so we offer a night where they come in. And I, I know Chick-fil-A does it. There's similar organizations that do it as well. I feel like we do it very, very well. People come in, they bust tables, they have an organization, they put up flyers, uh, they pass out flyers ahead of time, and then we give 15% of our sales to that organization for the night. So it's a great way to get involved in the community. It's a great way to, to give back, to show that we're not just about bottom lines, that we are about helping out the community and, and getting people involved. So operationally, that's one way we do it. Talk to me how it, how it impacts how you hire people. Yeah, um, well... I would say the hardest part about our business is is our employees. Um, you're exposed in this business to a lot of things, and that's probably some of the most difficult things now. Because you're hiring not, a lot, you're hiring a lot of minimum wage people. Because you, I mean, how many people do you have on staff at each restaurant? Um, right now, in my Iowa City store, we probably have somewhere, or excuse me, Cedar Rapids, we have somewhere around seventy. In Iowa City, we're around thirty-five. Um, we're getting ready to do another store where we'll open up with about one hundred and thirty-five employees. So, okay. um, yeah, and, and that is the difficult part. And, and not every franchisee is a believer. I, I do need to make that clear. Pizza Ranch does not go out and say, in order to be a franchisee, you have to be a follower of Christ. They want that to happen. They love to see that happening. Um, but it's not certainly not mandatory. So not every Pizza Ranch preaches it like, like our stores do. So there is a little difference inside of the brand. The majority of people do. I just want to make sure I get that point across. Okay. So when we're hiring, um, obviously – Regardless of whether a faith-based company or not, there are still some labor laws out there, and you've got to be careful on certain things. So a lot of times what I do is I ask people, hey, have you read the mission and vision statement? Do you have any objections? Okay. Typically the answer is no. In fact, I like it. That's part of the reason I'm here. I would say more often than not, the employees come to work for us because they do know we're a Christian-based company. Um, and then I just I just make sure I go in and say, hey, is there any questions or anything I can answer about it? And I talk to you a little bit about what I believe in and why I'm involved in Pizza Ranch, or that's what my management team would say to them. Mm-hmm. So, and so sometimes it creates an incredible dynamic of a conversation. <laughs> How has being a Pizza Ranch owner impacted your marriage? 
Oh yeah, that wasn't on the list, but you know how I am about marriage, and I love your wife. So I mean, you you work some pretty funky hours, especially when you yeah. started up that store, the Cedar Rapids store. I remember you telling me that you and your bride were working a hundred hours a week. How has it made an impact on your marriage? Yeah, thanks for throwing in the wild card. The good news is that's I'm, I'm I your uncle. Always, I can absolutely, and I will always talk about my wife. She is my absolute rock. So, you are very uh, blessed. There is no I, I, question. You married so far up, you may never. May never reach that level. I'm following in your footsteps. <laughs> That's for sure. That's for my aunt. <laughs> no, um, I tell you what, I, I am incredibly blessed. I, I really am. I've got a, a great, great Christian woman, and uh, she is my absolute rock. And I'm not going to lie, And when you're working 100 hours a week, and, and we did for many months when we opened the store, and I know there are people out there that say they work 100 hours a week, let me tell you, when you work 100 hours a week, you are dead. I, I mean, especially in the restaurant industry. And we did for many months. And so it was, we literally got up, we, we, we got up, we did the things we wanted to do, which was usually a workout. We pounded some coffee and uh, a quick breakfast. We went to the store at 7 in the morning. We didn't leave until midnight, 1 o'clock sometimes, and did it every single day for months on end. Um, and a lot of people, I think, would struggle. You know, being around your wife 20 hours a day, I think a lot of people would struggle. We took it as an opportunity to, to grow. Now, when we were in the restaurant, it was all business all the time. But when we were out of the restaurant for those few short hours, the half an hour drive home, uh, we did our best to try to leave the restaurant there and, and say, you know, what else is going on? What else can we talk about? What can we pray for for each other? Um, so we, we really we, we walked out of it very strong. We walked into it very strong, but we walked out of it even stronger. Hmm. Now, I know we talked last week, and then I saw on, you wrote, oh, I saw a Facebook post, you're about ready to start the path towards a third restaurant in Illinois. We are. Yeah, pretty exciting. So last, uh, about 10 days ago, we actually closed on a piece of property in Springfield, Illinois, so watch out. All Whoa, that's way, I didn't know you said Springfield. Oh, my word. Yeah. Could you have picked yeah. a further away place in Illinois to go? Well, so here's the exciting part, and this may be the part that you don't even know. So uh, I did partner up with a gentleman by the name of Kurt Hopkins. He owns three other pizza ranches, is a strong Christian man, and that's part of the reason we became aligned with each other. Uh, very similar. He could be my brother. And uh, we actually signed... With less hair, baby. I imagine, though. Your brother with less hair? Yeah, he actually... Yeah, it's, it's part of the reason I picked him. He's actually more bald than I am, so <laughs> I'm the one with more hair, which is good. <laughs> okay, sorry. That's all right. But uh, so we signed an area development agreement, an ADA agreement with Pizza Ranch. So we actually are building at a minimum five stores over the next seven years, and we're hoping for more, but it's all in God's hands uh, in central Illinois. And uh, Springfield um, happened to be our first market. It's about as far away as we're going to go, but uh, God God brought an opportunity in front of us there, and we had to jump on it, and we did. And, and that's how we ended up in Springfield as our first, first location out of state. That, that's pretty cool. And I've heard you speak about your, your now partner many times, and it's exciting that you've got a guy that uh, along, both of you alongside each other can learn how God's working in your lives at the same time and learn from each other. That's, it's always great to be challenged. I, you know, he, he has provided me with an outlet that I didn't have before. Somebody in the industry who is a believer that I don't have to bog my wife down. And, and I just said a few minutes ago, I, I try to not bring Pizza Ranch and my business into the house too often. So it allows me to call, bounce ideas off of, seek wisdom, um, and vice versa. It's, it's been a huge blessing. 
You know, I noticed that on your LinkedIn, you're very bold on your LinkedIn, and I love that. Uh, it, you know, it makes me very, very proud. It says right on your LinkedIn profile, hey, I'm passionate about my church and my relationship with my Savior, and I believe that all things are possible through Him. I'm, I write about my experience and my background not to boast, but rather to state that I'm a young, energized, and ex, I'm young, energized, and experienced, and I'd love to help you in your investments, however possible. You know, I I love that state. Why did you go so bold in LinkedIn? LinkedIn is just a, a regular networking site. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, it, going back to my story, driving on Interstate Four. You know, I, I I didn't sit there and make a promise that you know. I, I just said, God, this is your business, and, and I'm going to do everything I can to honor you however I have to. And, but, you know, I, there's a couple things. One, I am still young. I'm only 33 years old. Um, I, I currently have, you know, 130 employees, and I'm bringing on another 130. And a lot of people look at the youth and say, he's not experienced, he's not educated. And, and I counter that with saying, you know what, I'm energized, and I have something behind me that nobody else does or, or only the strongest of, of believers do, and that's Jesus Christ. And I know that. With him, all things are possible. So I'm just going to lay it out there. And you know what? I hope people like it. And if you don't like it, I'm not going to back down from it. It's just that's who I am. That's the way I live my life and the way I operate my business. So I am going to put it out there. What I really, you, you've said yourself, you employ over 100 restaurant workers. And there are restaurant workers and moms and dads of restaurant workers listening to the show today. And a lot of them have no idea how they can incorporate their faith into their workplace. How about some ideas for some of these workers? Because you're used to dealing with them each and every day. You know what their jobs are like. They're servers. They're, 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 I mean, they got all these different jobs. There's cooks, there's cleaner uppers, there's servers. That's not the cleaner uppers. I know that's not a real word, but I just made it up and I'm having a good time. All right. So talk to, talk to me about how and explain to the listeners how they can incorporate their faith in a workplace, in a workplace if they're in a restaurant. Absolutely. Well, a couple ideas. Um, I would say focus on some of the things that you can control. Uh, we play Christian radio, Christian music in our uh, restaurants. So nonstop, they're hearing, you know, the, great music provided by great artists and it's, it's in our kitchen it's out in the front for our guests to hear so that's one way simple it's not pushy it's just there they hear it and what's amazing is you'll notice over time people who might come into the restaurant as an employee and they may not be real excited that they're hearing that over time they're singing the songs, and you just can't imagine how those lyrics affect those people so that's one thing you can control that's a little bit subtle that i strongly recommend what about your servers? Uh, I mean, how, how, do you, how do you encourage your servers? And I know you're not doing a lot of, uh, you don't have a lot of waiters and waitresses, but I mean, how do you encourage your servers to, to represent Christ? The well, ones, the ones what, that want to. Yeah, absolutely. You know, part of our uniform is your smile. And you know what? The bottom line is you need to be happy. So when you're out there on the floor and you're talking with guests, you got part of your uniform is a smile. I, if you don't have a smile on, it's just as bad as not having a name tag on. So, Showing the love for Christ, and I talk to my management team all the time to, to, to show my employees, hey, if you guys are down, call me. Let's talk about it, but don't show your employees that you're down. I always want the love of Christ to be shining through your smile on your face. So that's one way. Hmm. What about the keep people that clean the tables? How, how do you encourage them to share their faith? Well, it's the same thing. Our, in the pizza ranch industry, our servers are also also our bus people, so they're the same people. That, that's one way. But let me tell you one way that I actually get a little bit more involved with all my employees' lives is every couple of months I'll advertise a time where I come into the store, and I'll, I'll sit in the store, I'll have a sign-up sheet, and, and say to my employees, pick a time, I'm going to sit here for eight hours straight, you pick a time, you can ask me anything you want. It, it can be work-related, it can be... 
I need help just defining a dentist for my child or daycare or uh, financial advice or, you know what, I'm struggling at home and I, I, I need to dig into the Bible, where do I start? And so I provide that opportunity. Not all of them take it, but you know what? It's an opportunity and an inlet for me to get into their lives, and it doesn't have to be work-related. So that's another opportunity that owners can can take advantage of. Mm. Uh, Any regrets about going into as as a franchise owner? You know, I don't know about regrets, but let me tell you the one thing that's tough, Um, and and this would be the advice to the, the people out there that are trying to run a Christian business. You have to run a business, and you have to run a Christian business. It's 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 tough to always have grace. You always have to have grace. Um, you're going to run into things in this business that you wouldn't imagine. There, you, you're, a lot of times your employees have so many things going on at home. Just show them love. You know, show them Christ's love, and, and they'll do amazing things for you. But it's very difficult sometimes. And you know what? Every now and then I find myself, I've got to take a deep breath, walk outside, collect myself, and, and then come back in. So I don't know that I have any regrets, but uh, that's certainly something that's difficult to deal with. Mm. Yeah, it's okay, but you, you know as well as I know that being transparent and vulnerable with your people is a fantastic way to share your faith. It just opens up so many doors. All right, we're coming to an end of another I Work For Him show, but Brandon and I have been talking a lot about being a Christ follower. And let's just stop for a moment. If you're not sure whether you're a Christ follower or not, I want to talk to you about it. I want you to call me on the studio line at 855-265-2929 or email me, jim at iworkforhim.com, jim at iworkforhim.com work the number for him.com i want to tell you how jesus christ made an impact on my life and i've never been the same and i want to tell you how jesus loves you and died on the cross for you and rose from the dead to pay the price for your sins so he could have that relationship with you if you don't know jesus you need to know jesus call me or email me jim at iworkforhim.com you're listening to the i work for him show with your host jim brangenberg i'm a christ follower who owns my own business but ultimately i work for him